This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Welcome to On Purpose. My name's Justin Barclay, reformed radio shock jock turned inspiration junkie. Each week, we bring you extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes living their daily lives, turning pain into purpose, finding opportunity in the obstacles, and transforming tragedy into triumph. What separates them from the others? How do they stand out above the crowd? We dissect their process and uncover their powerful secrets. The keys to living life on purpose. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. He's an overnight success in podcasting. Well, not exactly. You'll hear about his journey and how he became such an overnight success in today's episode. Eric Fisher joins us. Eric is a social media manager at Social Media Examiner. I love their stuff. His podcast is beyond the to-do list and the blog, beyondthetodolist.com. And he's going to give us his productivity secrets because really that's what beyond the to-do list is all about, right? It's about learning how to work more effectively, not necessarily efficiently, but more effectively. And I really think you're going to love this episode. He's going to kind of give us some tips, some hacks, some of the apps that he uses to work better. He does work from home. So if you're in that position or you'd like to be, you probably want to listen up and If you do have a full-time job, but you're really working on trying to get your side hustle together, maybe make that dream come true, that dream a reality, a lot of this stuff is going to help you too, because it really is about making sure that you're able to do more with the time that you have. We all have 24 hours, right? You, me, Beyonce, (laughs) Bill Gates, you name it, right? So how do we make the most out of what we have. I think that's really the question beyond the to-do list and with productivity. So welcome to the show, Eric Fisher. Hey, how are you, man? I'm good. I just got done doing a show of my own. So oh, very cool. Now I'm ready. That's funny because your podcast is how I discovered you. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people have um, beyond the to-do list is uh, gotta be, you know, in my top, you know, handful of, of podcasts, my go-to. Um, and I absolutely love it. What has that been four years now? How long have you been doing that? Yeah, it'll be four years exactly on August. Gosh, I don't remember the exact date, but August 2012 is when I started and we're almost to August 2016. So over three and a half years, we're close to four. Well, beyond the to-do list and, uh, podcasting, I guess, in, in, when you started wasn't nearly uh the the crazy the rage that it is now um i gotta imagine that was kind of an interesting um starting from scratch at that time 
kind of going out there. What made you decide to start? Yeah, I just got to do a podcast. Oh, gosh. Well, see, the thing is, is that not even this show uh, that I'm currently doing was my first show that I did. In oh. fact, it's probably my second or third that I've ever been wow. do, doing. So, so what, what did you cover before? What were you doing? Well, so it's it's <laughs> so here's here's the little known secret. My first podcast that was ever that was me was actually uh, uh, me and a friend of mine. And we would record it. We did this back in 2007. And oh, wow. we had that December. Uh, we did it from April to through to like January the following year. Uh, we did a comedy show. <laughs> and oh. We recorded it uh, in his spare bedroom with, that had couches and coffee table and stuff set up and our recording equipment. And we'd go there on our lunch hour and we'd sit for half hour, 45 minutes and we'd record and then we'd go back to work and sit and eat in our cubicles. And wow. that we just we banged it out. We got it done. And it was we'd talk about funny news items. We'd talk about recent movies we saw, new albums we were listening to, all that kind of stuff. It was kind of our version of a late night talk show. And that December, iTunes gave us a top 10 brand new comedy podcasts award wow. or wow. mention, I guess, in the, in the, in the iTunes store. So that was number one. And then number two was social media serenity. And that was a show I did with cliff Ravenscraft. Sure. And we did that for, let's see, 2000 summer, 2009 to January, 2012. So almost two years, two and a half years, something like that. It was like 150 episodes. So about three years almost. And that was covering uh, the title was Social Media Serenity for a reason. It was how to do social media or news and stuff in social media without going crazy. Mm. And then he paired it back, uh, all the shows on his network, starting with that, that January 2012. And he... Uh, you know, he wanted to do less shows so he could focus more on the fewer shows and make them higher quality and really give them time and attention. And so when we did that, um, I knew that I wanted to do a solo show and it took me a while to decide what to do and what approach. But uh, as of June 2012, that year, I was at Blog World in New York city and I knew what I was going to do. I was just figuring it out and came home and started working on it in August, 2012 launched. So what it sounds like it, this kind of was born from the fun slash hobby slash the passions that you were, you were, you were excited about in your life. What, what did you do for, uh, you know, to put food on the table? Sure. Well, I, <laughs> I graduated with a degree in communication hmm. Uh, I had had an internship in in radio and I, and I actually thought that I was going to be a screenwriter at some point as wow. well. Um, but what I was doing was literally I was a, a, a courier and an evening manager at an educational center and then um, was doing second shift and then moved into admissions at a college. Yeah. Moved up in that kind of, you know, <laughs> uh, temp, not temp. What's the word? Uh, data entry. <laughs> is mm. what I was doing and then moved up into admissions and then into uh, in because of my involvement online with social media and with podcasting, cre they created a position for me that was the social media manager of the university. And that's where I was for three years and then wow. uh, moved out of that. And and actually now my day job is social media manager at social media examiner. So 
Isn't it funny? And I'm in it now, like looking back and there's that famous Steve Jobs quote about how the, the dots just connect. But isn't it funny how each thing kind of led, you feel like they were led, like led to the next. Oh yeah. There was definitely a design and a plan in place and you know, you just don't see it till you look backwards. Um, were you intentional about that or, or do you, or, or was that just something that was happening? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that I, would like to say that I was unintentional about it, but I feel like subconsciously I just kept working for it. And maybe, mm. you know, and I definitely made mistakes along the way. Could have probably done it better and easier. Uh, well, easier is a debatable word, but still <laughs> <laughs> with with less mistakes made, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. So, yeah. so, so you've, you've come a long way and now um, this is, this is like real full time. And I think a lot of people who are listening to, especially in in the field of you know the podcast the the entrepreneurs the people working from home see the people that or want to work from home you know the, those are the kind of people that kind of they have this thing you know they want to do something different um so it's really interesting to hear that it didn't work like right out of the gate wasn't like you know your first attempt wasn't like the the home run but it did eventually um pan out for you well yeah and i think it was a different landscape also you know back then i mean mm-hmm. it had we stuck with it had we decided and 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 that's actually what's funny is we actually did finish the show but then come back to it again the comedy show mm-hmm. and do it for another year year and a half again later so it was kind of like a second season mm-hmm. uh you know and, or a revival even you know how they bring mm-hmm. a show back mm-hmm. and it's like it's we were the fuller house of <laughs> podcasts back then no um and and i think it really just was i mean that's that's why the success of beyond the to-do list i it's going to sound arrogant to say this, but it wasn't surprising to me, but even though I was surprised by it, but it's because I had been doing it for so long and it practiced. I mean, there's a certain amount of natural talent that's great to have, but it's also about just practicing and practicing and mm. just getting better at doing it over time. And that's what I think sometimes we forget when we're talking in our podcasting circles, because the best podcasters are the ones who have practiced for a while or have leaned in and or leaned into their strengths or developed their skills more. And so, you know, again, 2012, when I started the solo show, I had already done podcasting for five plus years already and been listening to them Mm -hmm. for two years prior to starting the first one. So it's, it's, uh, it's not necessarily that it was a slow you know, it's it's that old adage that it's you know oh my gosh you were in, it was an overnight success no <laughs> it it's there's no effort that's wasted if you're you're learning from it as you're moving forward and that's what all of that was it was that 10,000 hours roped into cum- cumulative listening and practicing in public so I love that. And part of part of our show, part of what we like to talk about, whether, you know, you've got a story where you've hit like a rock bottom and you climbed and, you know, clawed your way out or very, very similarly, I think your story that you're talking about, these multiple attempts, your swings up at the up at the plate, uh, you keep swinging, you get better, you get better. There is no wasted. I think that was very, you know, it was awesome what you just said about there is no wasted 
Because if you're learning, if you are learning, then you can really turn your failure into fortune. You really, you really can. I mean, it's, um, that's, that's kind of the meaning, right? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the, you know, the phrase setting yourself up for failure, I think of it as, you know, I think I see a lot of podcasters who are new to the game. They've maybe listened to podcasts for a while, but they're new to podcasting themselves. And it's not that they're setting themselves up for failure. It's that they're setting themselves up to look at themselves through the lens of failure because it may not take off right away or the formula that they use from somebody else prescribing what to do or not do doesn't apply to them because they're a different person and a different topic and a different format of a show, different listeners. You got to find what works for you, for your show, for the right listeners. And then that's, what's going to be the success story. So, yeah, I want to tap into that um, in a bit, but is it, are you talking when you say that, are you talking about expectation or people that are trying to copy or emulate um, someone else's formula? Well, I think they, I think it's both. I think, again, you there are best practices in terms of guidance, you know, how to do a show and all that kind of stuff. But I think there's and, and I think that even if you're not emulating, but only or, or even imitating, mm-hmm. but you are walking through the steps in the proper way and taking best practices and applying them to yourself, but not seeing quote unquote instant success with your show. That doesn't mean your show's a failure. In fact, tell me your show's a failure after you've done 50 episodes and I'm not talking 50 daily episodes. I'm talking 50, 52. Let's, let's go for that. Cause that's 52 weekly episodes after yeah. you've done it for a year and you've truly tried to connect with who's listening to you, not with sponsors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that, and I guess really, you know, that kind of starts this thing that I've been preaching lately is that really goes back to the, the Simon Sinek, you know, the start with why, like, why are you doing this? What is the reason, the real reason why you're doing a podcast? Is it, are you doing the podcast so that you can get sponsors and that, so you can, work from home and make a lot of money or are you doing the podcast to serve the audience? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with either one of those things, but it's all about having the right approach to it. There's nothing wrong with going into a podcast and saying, I want to make a podcast so that I can make money from it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Some people would say that some people are cynical every direction you can go. And I, have sometimes been that person, but there's nothing wrong with that. But you've got to understand that even if that's your goal, that goal will not be achieved right out of the gate. If you're brand new to podcasting, does that, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, It makes complete sense. You, You can't just come right into this new thing to you and expect that. Okay. I have no existing audience, no existing platform. And, I'm just going to, geez, I'm going to sound cynical myself. I'm just going to game the system on new and new and noteworthy, get myself out there, build a bunch of traction and get a bunch of sponsors and make a bunch of money. Again, if the ultimate goal is to make money, that's fine. But to do a, I don't know, slash and burn or, you know, strip mining 
cold calling kind of a, I'm just going to get as many people as I can to listen. And I don't care if they listen for the long haul. I just want them to listen immediately. So my numbers look good. Mm. That's not how this works. Like podcasting's about relationships. It's about an ongoing relationship mm. with, you know, with listeners in the long haul. And that's how, <laughs> anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm ranting. No, I love it. And I, I listen more power to you because I think, People are always and I think I've been guilty about this in 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 some ways and in, in, you know, especially in some areas of my life. But it's just human nature. We're always looking for the shortcut. And this is the shortcut. <laughs> you know, it's like this this process that you're talking about of putting in the reps. Um, it's not going to happen tomorrow. But let's say 52 weeks down the road, you're st- you're starting to see traction in a year. You're starting to develop those relationships. When I worked in radio and broadcast, that's what it was. It was Mm -hmm. all about the relationship with the audience. And you couldn't just come on the air, uh, you know, in one week and be a number one show. You had to put in the work. And a lot of times I think um, there is a mindset. People are looking, especially because this is kind of like an Internet thing or a, a techie thing. You know, they're looking for that magic pill and that's kind of our nature, right? I mean, that's the way it is with, uh, with, with even with if we think about productivity and. Oh yeah, what you I was gonna about, say. Right? I was gonna say I'm a productivity podcaster. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> thinking about a shortcut. Right. But what I've learned is there there are ethical shortcuts. Yeah. The word shortcut gets a bad rap. Yeah. Shortcut is where there's a place where you can cut through and get somewhere faster, and it's not necessarily wrong. I mean, again, the, when it comes to like you know putting in the reps. Steroids would be the, the quote unquote sure. shortcut and yeah. that's wrong, mm-hmm. but a shortcut that gets you home faster than somebody else or is a, a quicker way to, you know, get home or I, I don't know. There's there's it's lots of smart cut. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it should be called that. OK, let's let's just, let's move <laughs> yeah. towards calling it that because hey, a book. <laughs> yes. A book smart cut. It. Trademark. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's that's the key there is it's it's if you can. I, I liken it to this is that. Working harder is what everybody talks about. And then there's the phrase, you know, work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. And that implies that working smarter is not hard work. Well, I think working smarter, that finding the the shortcuts, not in a sleazy way, but in a systematizing or in a getting more done with less effort Mm -hmm. in an ethical way, that is part that is a version of working harder yeah so it's leverage right that's exactly it i I think of it in terms of there's the you know i I have this mental picture of there's the teeter-totter and if you shift it one way or the other less weight can lift yeah more weight and it's about figuring that out without cheating so what i hear from you is a common theme i think i hear from a lot of people that have any form of success is that you you have to persevere. You have to keep going. And one of the questions that, that I like to find out is I want to ask what powered you through that? What what gave you that strength and the fuel? Uh, was it faith? How big of a role did that play in it? I know I know you're a man of faith. Let's talk about that. When we come back, if you want to get the full show notes, justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero one two. Justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero one two. Eric Fisher is on purpose. 
right after this. This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. So you don't get a home run the first time right at bat, but it's about getting up. It's about swinging again and again and again, having the power to persevere. Does faith play a role there? We're talking with Eric Fisher right now, Beyond the To-Do List, and uh, his his show, and BeyondTheToDoList.com. Is is faith, how would you describe that? Is it a knowing? Do you just absolutely know that you're going to make this happen or that things are going to work out? Um, I would say that I like to have certainty, but I'm not always the owner of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't say that I have always known or even now know that like, oh my gosh, this is always going to just work out. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but I also know that there's, you know, certain expectations that I lean into and make sure are, are covered. So I don't know if that's even enough of an answer. <laughs> Maybe there's a different way to frame the question. Give me, yeah. Give me an example of, of uh, what you mean when you say that there are expectations that you lean into. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is, you know, I have different roles in my life now right now that I, that I've agreed to. Mm-hmm. And so I have my, I, I am married, I have kids, I have a day job and I have my podcast and there are expectations from all of those. Yeah. So my wife expects me to, uh, provide and be there and, and be loving. And my kids basically the same, even though I don't know, they'd know how to specifically state that, uh, my job, you know, they expect me to get my, my work done mm-hmm. and podcast listeners expect me to put a show out consistently. Mm-hmm. And so I lean into the priority that I have of those things moving forward. And by doing so, things do work out mm-hmm. when I when I have organized my life and uh, strategically planned that all those things happen. How important is it to know? And maybe the better question is, how do you, you know, determine for for yourself the priorities of of where those things fall? Well, I'll I'll say this. They always. What's the right way? I'll liken it to this. People talk about this thing and and we do it a lot on my show called work life balance. Hmm. And that's exactly what it is, is that there's not there's not any one way of walking a tightrope with those four roles, you know, with my arms stretched out without teetering one way or the other. So it's a balancing. It's there's no there's no one way of balancing where all of them get all my attention at all times. Mm-hmm. But it's about switching attention to the right thing at the right time. And 
And again, that's all the stuff that I talk about. You know, the how of how to do that is what we talk about and what I learn and then talk about as well with my my guests and share with the listeners. So it's about being flexible. It's about recalibrating where the focus is at any given time. I mean, anybody who's ever held down a job knows that what you're doing this week at the job is not the same thing as the, what you're doing next week. Mm. It's all seasonal. Mm. So there are different seasons in life and you know, we're about to move into summer. So my relationship with my kids is about to change into something completely different. So it sounds like you, you, and from what I, when I, you know, when I've heard with your show, you know, that, that this is, sounds like it's all about kind of focus for you. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think it's about knowing where the focus needs to be and then following through with supporting that. So in other words, if there's distractions happening and you know where it is, I mean, first and foremost, it is knowing where to focus. Second of all, it's knowing what's trying to steal my focus. And third, it's knowing how to combat that. And four, following through. <laughs> mm. I made important. it sound so simple right there. That is not so that simple. Oh, you could. That's that's uh, that's brilliant. And, and you're you're right, though. I mean, it life is not black and white, right? There's so much gray. Um, but in the in our Internet world and the age of, you know, buy this course and th that type of thing, you know, I, I mean, it is tempting to to take the easy or the simple kind kind of answer. It might be simple in, in the way you've described it, but it is also you know, it's easier said than done kind of thing. I yes. always find like, you know, especially as, you know, I shifted back. Uh, 2012 was when I lost my dream job in radio. I'd climb the corporate ladder kind of thing. And I, I thought, you know, life was perfect. And the dream job kind of turned into a nightmare. Right. And kind of found myself. All I'd ever done was radio ever since I was in high school. So I, I thought this was it forever. I really found myself at a place where I was like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. And um, so since that time of I've been reinventing and part of the struggle has been that focus, because when you have and I know you, you talk about this quite a bit with with uh, with with your show with beyond the to do list, uh, it, when you have more time, it, it doesn't necessarily help you get more done. Right. Oh, no, totally. I mean, in fact, it's almost better to decide, OK, I'm never going to get more done. Let's just make sure I get the right things done. Mm. And by freeing yourself up in that way, you then can <laughs> feel better. First off, yeah. feel less guilty. And, you know, I mean, heck, who doesn't want that? So let's talk about that a little bit, because I think that a lot of times when people look at I want to do something else I want to start a blog maybe it's a podcast there's a business idea some sort of product or a service or something that I want to do uh, side hustle whatever you want to call it right there's mm -hmm. something that I want to do other than other than what I'm doing now for work right um, but they feel like they can't because the idea that quote unquote I just don't have the time or I, I don't you know I don't have time is that I mean, if if you're able to shift your focus, is that kind of a, you know, is that a misnomer? Well, I would say they don't have time. If they don't, if they say they don't have time, they don't. It, I mean, that's, they're not wrong, but you have to, and, and some people would say, well, then you have to make time. Well, you can't make time. Time, <laughs> time is finite. You can't 
conjure it up magically. But you can move things off your calendar and you can analyze what you are spending your time on. Every single day we're given this magic budget of 24 hours that we can spend and, you know, eight-ish or less uh, hours of it is already spent because we need sleep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's like your that's like paying your rent to live, yeah. you know, and then the then what's left. Some of it's already spoken for. But you, you got to figure out, OK, where is the spare change in there that I can spend a quarter a day for pennies a day? You, too, can have a side hustle <laughs> um, that that where is that right now and how mm-hmm. can you squeeze more out? In other words, you know, what what's your latte tax? What's the thing you're you know spending mm-hmm. five bucks on every day? that you don't need to be doing where you could spend easily five cents instead for that same effect of getting caffeine in your system. And then you've got that extra money daily, you know, and I'm talking, so I'm talking metaphor, let's switch metaphors. Where are the minutes are that, where are the minutes and the, um, out, you know, half hours and hours that you're spending stuff, you know, stop watching so much TV. Seriously. Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Like I do it because, you know, Hey, if I'm going to, I'm, I'm I'm here out in my garage upstairs loft talking to you, but when it's lunchtime, I'll go in the house. I'll sit down. I'll turn Netflix on. Right. I'll watch something while I eat something, and I like that. But that's because I'm already using. Oh my gosh, I'm multitasking. But <laughs> I, I, because I'm already using the time for something else anyway. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't really want to stare at my phone or stare at a computer screen during that time too, because I'm doing that all day long anyway. But anyway, yeah, just figure out where your figure out where your budget leak is for your time Mm -hmm. and move forward and decide, oh, I'm going to stop. I'm stop leaking because once you figure that out, you've got extra time and money. How do you uh, you know, how do you recommend to do that? Is it simple as just, you know, getting out a piece of paper and writing down what you're doing? I mean, what's your practical tip for that? I would say you kind of got to monitor it. I mean, I'd almost say do it, be intentional and monitor it while you're going through a day and give yourself grace as you're moving through and say you're seeing, oh, my gosh, I just spent, you know, an hour on Facebook. Well, if so, fine, but write it down, track it. Once you've measured it, you can then decide what to do it you know, what to do with it and do it differently. But until you do that, you, you have no data to make any decisions on. Speaking of tracking, speaking of data, um, I want to ask about technology and especially when it comes to productivity, uh, in the world that we live in, there's an app for everything nowadays. Uh, do you have any apps that you recommend? Does technology make productivity easier or is it tougher because we have so much to be distracted by nowadays. Eric Fisher joins us beyond the to-do list. We'll tackle that and more right after this full show notes at justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero one two. This is on purpose with Justin Barclay on the blaze radio network. Buck Sexton. Those who have a status mentality are more likely to work for the state quite obviously because they think that they're a part of this great machine that will put us all in a better place and will work to make America, you know, the enlightened, uh, future, left-leaning, blah-blah, whatever utopia that they want. Buck Sexton, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. (laughs) 
This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, is technology evil when it comes to getting more done? Or or is it is it actually helpful? What kind of a role does technology play uh, in your life, Eric, when we're talking about productivity, getting things done? Eric Fisher with Beyond the To-Do List here. I, I think it can, but it's not dependent upon hmm. apps or tools. People were still able to be as productive as they needed to be prior to the computer. Yeah. But uh, again, now some of us depend upon the computer and that's fine. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I try, I try to pare down and only use what's absolutely necessary. So I'm spending as little time using tools as I have to because I'd like to not be plugged in all day, you know? Mm. Yeah, I was thinking about that uh, the other day and just, you know, somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, who has now put out his his daily V episodes where it kind of gives you the glimpse into his life. And you're seeing hustle is a huge, you know, buzzword right now. And you're seeing people on Snapchat showing you here's my every move. And um, we see things just moving so much faster. Um, Technology is a big part of that. But you know, back in the day, they never, they never had, uh, you know, you would write an, a letter and send it <laughs> right. For, right for response. Now it's like, man, if my, if that page doesn't load on my laptop within a half a second, man, I'm like, I'm devastated, you know? Yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's the speed at which things, you know, advance or shift or take off is, is, you know, continually um, shaking up, but I'm I'm not too worried about it. I I, I don't know. I'll, I'll continue to adapt and evolve as time goes on, like everybody. So, what do you do? Because it sounds like you know, technology is just a tool, just like anything else. It can be good and bad. You know, we can use Facebook to to build our business or brand or whatever, or you can. Facebook can use you and you can have like hours just like completely swallowed up every day, <laughs> liking and commenting and scroll, just scrolling through everybody else's stuff, um, getting lost in that hole. What do you I mean? What do you do personally to is it discipline? How how do you make sure that you're being intentional and, and using those tools on purpose? Well, I mean, I would say not just in terms of deciding what tools to use, but also in terms of deciding what I need to be doing. Mm. Um, it's it's mag, it's macro to micro. It's seasonal of any large moments in time from, you know, from. So, for example, right now I'm looking from May at, at the time of this recording. It's May looking from May through to the end of August, early September. There's no like hard line there. It's just, you know, whatever. It's a blurred line. Um, and that's what I'm looking at as a, as big picture. And then it shrinks down into the months in there and what big events are happening in there. And then it goes down to weekly in a weekly review. And then even break it down into a daily, like what is, okay, so what does tomorrow look like for me? I, what do, what do I, let me hand off the baton from today, Eric, to tomorrow, Eric, mm -hmm. so that he's, you know, set up to be able to do what he needs to do by me doing what I should be doing right now for him today. Procrastination. <laughs> Let's talk thing. about this later. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It is such a you just said hand off. That made me think about it, though. Why do why is it that 
that procrastination, why do we procrastinate? What is that thing that, you know, makes us put it off? Because you said from today, Eric, to tomorrow, Eric, and I think there's almost like a, you know, there's almost like some sort of um, disconnect between the two. Oh, gosh, there's a lot of research on this. One of the things is that we actually don't see that. We see that person as uh, in the future as in, as a stranger. Yeah. You know, that's one of the, the aspects that that is at play. So we don't see it as ourselves. So we don't think of doing right by that person, which mm. is really selfish, by the way. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> aside from that. There's honestly just the fact that stuff is either vague or we don't know why we're doing it or we don't know what to do next. It's it's all of the above. It's we've not broken it down enough to know what the components are mm. that what or what is the next thing that we need to do in terms of that that thing that that multi broken down level you know leveled thing that you know all we all we know is. Uh, from from my personal experience, all I know is, oh, I want to put my house up for sale, but we've not broken that down into. So it seems huge and daunting, and we procrastinate. Whereas if I break that down, and then I break it down even, even further into what does, what needs to be fixed in the house, to this thing needs to be done. I need to, I don't know, replace toilet. There you go, mm-hmm. and and so then it's like, okay, well, I can replace toilet. I can I can set aside the time and the resources for that on a Saturday and and knock it out. I can't, however, on a Saturday sit and put house up for sale. It's too vague. It's too big Uh even. So it can be daunting and then we just don't even touch it. How do we get because it sounds like you're saying clarity. How do we drill down to get that clarity to get? okay? here are the steps. Well, it depends on what kind of clarity you're looking for. I mean, if you're wanting to know what it is you're supposed to be doing next, ask yourself, hey, who wants something from you right now? And and who do you care about? <laughs> who who do you care about that wants something from you right now? <laughs> Start there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said before, going back to my my four main ones, it's, you know, what does my wife want from me right now? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the key right there. I mean, you should already know on the most macro level. OK, uh, am, am I living up to my job expectation at work? Do I know what people have asked me for that I am supposed to be delivering on? Do I know what my wife wants from me right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I know what my kids need from me right now? And you know, just move on from there and and heck, be open and honest and have a conversation with them if you're not sure. Mm hmm. That's that's important. I feel like um, there's that old saying of how do you eat an elephant? You know, it's like one bite at a time. Um, Those bites are so much easier than taking on the whole the whole elephant. Right. I mean, taking on that whole picture. You're right. I mean, I I feel like that really does play into uh, procrastination, thinking like, oh, there's no way I can tackle this. I don't even know where to start. And I think a lot of people ask that question like, oh, my gosh, where do I even start here? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, again, there's no wasted effort. So even if you don't know what is next, at least if you've broken it down into something that you can knock out into two, you know, in two minutes, then by all means, knock it out because then you got a quick win. It's like, oh, that's done. Oh, I feel good. Let me do another. And then you move forward. I mean, there's no there's no perfect way. So at least do something. Yeah. It's kind of like once you do that one thing, you start to get, um, there is something about checking off the box, right? <laughs> it's just something exactly. About, oh, yeah, I did that. And you feel you feel really good about it. 
but I think vice versa too. Like when you leave the stuff on the on the table, um, that you didn't do that you said you were going to do, uh, boy, that can feel really crummy too. Taking that into the next day. Oh, totally. And that's why we procrastinate because we already have. Mm. So we've already set up. We've already in a weird anti working out way. We've already grown our procrastination muscle. Mm-hmm. So that's the strength we lean into versus the taking action and getting something done muscle. And like if it feels bad that I'm going to write all these things down, yet I'm not going to get to them all. Why not? Why not just sweep it under the rug, in other words, and not write it down, not focus on it. And then, hey, I don't have to deal with that pain of feeling like a big failure the next day that I didn't get everything done or, or go totally. Anyway. But there's a better way to sweep it under the rug, which is to still write it all down or capture it all, as we often say, Mm -hmm. because that's digital and analog. But then put it somewhere where, you know, okay, it's not in my head anymore worrying me, but it is on a list or in a document somewhere for me to pick back up. If now's not the right time for me to do that. In fact, that's, you know, to quote Rory Vaden, uh, that's procrastinating on purpose. Hmm. It's with intention. Mm-hmm. And and f- I found it ha- is I'm just kind of like the creative guy. I'm like, m- that's I'm kind of that, you know, that side of the brain anyway. So I feel if I've got so much to go- to do and got so much that I that I, you know, that's inside of that brain, I can't think right. I can't really get out the the that wave of creativity that I that I'd like to. I can't perform right. So. For me, man, just getting something down, whether it's on paper or digitally putting it somewhere so that it's out of the brain and somewhere else that that is that feels really good. Totally. Yeah, I I totally agree. So what do we do next step to make sure because one of the things that I found, uh, you know, I don't struggle with this as much as I used to. But one of the things that I found is that once I got it all down, then to make sure that I actually come back to it. Uh, well, again, that's where, you know, if you've got it captured, that's where the next step comes in. Excuse me. Uh, the next step comes in, which is to organize it and even assign it mm. to time and energy and, you know, resource. Yeah. And it, it, it that's not easy, mm. but it is, it is worth it. I mean, again, you don't want to just that's one of the things that's one of the things people, you know, say about productivity stuff. Well, then if I've written it all down, then it's. You know, then it's just lists on lists of lists and lists and uh, lists of lists. Anyway, that uh, it's because you've not put it somewhere where it's it's the next thing. Like put it on the calendar, like say, okay, well, I know I've broken it down and I now know that this is the next thing. And I need to know that I know that it needs to be done by such and such. So calendar it either before that point in time Mm -hmm. to get it done before then or give it a deadline or. Put it in that place where it's like it's going to come back and remind you, um, you know, at some point in the future. There are things for that where like bring an email back to you. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. All right. So what are the top five must have productivity apps to get more done and just smash your day every day? I know it's probably like a great headline and everything, but seriously, I want to know, like, what are you using? What's the productivity guy using? One of the things that you got to have. We'll get into that. Some practical stuff for you when we come back. Eric Fisher, beyond the com, and his awesome podcast. Uh, one of my top five faves beyond the to do list. 
when we continue. Want the full no- show notes? Get them at justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero one two. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. A store in Owensboro, Kentucky decided that, uh, you know what, we're not going to take sweaty money anymore. And they put a sign on the door. Due to rising temperatures, we will not be accepting boob or sock money. This is going to be the beginning of we don't need cash anymore. Man, you want to talk about putting some people out of business, out of tip money. I mean, people aren't putting prepaid debit cards into the underwear straps and out the boob straps of the dancers. The Jeff Fisher Show. Saturday morning, 6 to 8 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. Eric Fisher joins us with BeyondTheToDoList.com and it is awesome. One of my top five favorites in the podcast, Beyond the To-Do List. All right, Eric, it's time to hit us with the top, top five, like day smashing apps to get more stuff done. But b- before we go there, are you working from home right now with, with your job and in everything else? Is, is that what I'm do? I understand that right. Yes, that is that is correct. Is that the setup? So you you're you've got the office like in your in your garage, like uh, up upstairs, um, and you you make the the commute every day and up there <laughs> yeah. and yeah. So so what what do you do to 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 make sure that work happens uh, there and that you you actually do stay focused? Well, again, I take the approach that I've done with with everything else is that it, it's you know you've got scheduled things. You uh, for me, I I can drift off pretty quickly. I mean, so I'll have a. Uh, what's funny is there's actually one tool. Uh, let me see what it's called here. Um, it's oh, funny enough. It's called Focus. It's on the Mac App Store. It's it's a round. It's a silver silver round kind of coin hmm. icon with a black star in the middle. What it does is you can type in what it is you are supposed to be doing. And then every, uh, you set it for an interval, but uh, you know, every five minutes or so it'll have a big, like it's almost like subtitles on a, on a movie where it, it's, it's black lettering or black uh, outline with white lettering. And it will come up on the screen and it will say, uh, you know, clean out your email inbox or something, whatever I was that I typed in that was the thing. And so by having that realignment of, oh, that's right, I was supposed to be such and suching right now. (laughs) By doing that, then it pulls me back in, you know, and I can go back to getting back to what it is that needs to be done. It's so funny because our phones and Facebook is designed this way and everything, but the phones are literally these these machines that are programming us and, and they're like dropping that that little drip of feel good in, in your brain when you see the notification or when you see the, the next thing. So it's so easy to get lost in those in those rabbit holes. That's a really good hack. What what are the top like you can't live without um, things that I'm sure they, they change from time to time. But what are you using right now that you can't live without? Well, as far as can't live without, I, I use text expander. That's one that saves me tons of time of having to type the same stuff over and over again all day. Um, that's that's a key one. Uh, another one for me is one password where I don't have to look up and remember all of my highly secure 
encrypted passwords for any of my devices or sites, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, another one that I like is um, Focus at Will. Oh, that's yeah. one that's that's the you know soundscapes and music and all sorts of different things where it, it drowns out or well literally drowns out I guess but also figuratively gets rid of the fight or flight mechanism in my brain as I'm doing work so it doesn't make it, it helps me not drift off and like go look at other things I shouldn't be on. You have a favorite channel on there? Um, I it, it sometimes it's the upbeat or the up tempo one. Um, and then there's, I think there's, oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, alpha chill, I think is one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that one too. I, I, uh, (laughs) I've been using that for a while. I'm digging that. And the one password, I just recently discovered that, man, that is a lifesaver. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know why I ever didn't use it, but I've been using it now for two to three, more like three years now. And it's a night and day difference before to now. So what uh, the the other one that you mentioned was text expander. Can you give me an example of of that use, like what you're using that for? Um, are you familiar with what text expander does at all? Yeah, I'm a bit familiar, but I okay. You you said that well. What it does, it, it ultimately, so for example, what it does is I can have even full paragraphs already pre-typed mm. or i can just have um you know for the for the for example um the, oh so i here's something i type all the time social media examiner mm. mm-hmm. i have a shortcut that's because it's text expander my i type x s m e and when i do bloop social media examiner appears where wow. i typed that four letter shortcut mm. So <laughs> you can imagine how many, again, going back to earlier when we we're talking about, you know, the margin and the, the budget, time budget, like, can you imagine how many seconds that saves me daily <laughs> that then add up? Yeah. So. Yeah, I've been doing that with my iPhone with, uh, you know, the keyword keyboard shortcuts every now and then for like website uh, or, or something, you know, like, I think I use it for, there's a website. Uh, that I use it for for my website when I'm typing it to people um, and a couple of other things. But this gives you an ability to do much, much more, it sounds like. Yeah, totally. A full paragraph. So what what other give me another like w- are you using it to to, to to type like full paragraphs? Well, full paragraphs would be I don't know that, that I, I there are instances where it's like, hey, um, those are mostly for email, to be yeah. honest. Okay, so like so, an email response kind of thing. Something yeah, like a you... full-on email response that I that I want to get the bulk of it done and then go through and personalize here or there. Okay, yeah. That I don't have sense. to type the whole thing all over again. Is there anything else that you're just like you can't live without? Uh, they take you out in the woods and drop you off, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't live without this one thing or whatever. Oh geez, that's scary. Um, <laughs> Not no, you know what? I don't think so. I don't think that there's any, you know. I mean, yeah, a place to like capture and park my ideas, but yeah, that anybody can use anything for that at this point. So, like a tablet, you you would be there with a rock chiseling on the uh... right, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, I mean, and it really is that simple. It's my pad and paper because I go back and, and forth sometimes, like between digital and like you know actually physically writing things down. Which do you do you have a preference? 
Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I will often physically write stuff down and do that. And I and I like that. Uh, but, you know, I will also when I know that I'm going to need to work with that text or that idea back at the desk, so to speak, mm-hmm. then I will type it into my phone or even dictate it into the phone or the watch for that matter. They're getting so much better now with all that technology. Yeah. Do, you, do you have an Apple Watch? Or I do, yeah. And okay. I wasn't like an early adopter. I got it this past December uh, when Best Buy had it on sale for $100 off. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I want the health benefits of using it that way. And uh, there are, there's a couple key things. I don't use it for every single thing they tout it as being amazing at right. uh, because I don't think it is amazing for all those things. But I think it's key for me for a few things, and it has made me more productive. So You know, I'm really fascinated to hear you say that because I, I did the very same thing except I bought it before it went down, but just a little bit before it went down the hundred. So I didn't get the discount, but, uh, I did the same thing. I was like, man, this thing looks really cool. I wanted the kind of the health benefits. So some of the things that I was finding was, um, I drove, like I drove, I'm in Michigan and I drove to, uh, to the East coast to New York. And, um, I, I found that one day in the car, it, it, said that I had burned like 11,000 calories or something crazy just because I guess it was measuring the motion of me driving in the car. Maybe it was using GPS. Like, I don't know exactly what it did. So I found that like it wasn't as spot on accurate as I thought it would be for that. But um, I love the pulse, you know, the way Mm -hmm. it can tell you the pulse. Um, The thing that I recently started using it for was... Just, you know, like I said, I'm always kind of hacking, trying to see if can I get a little better at this or can I get a little better at that. And one of the things was I my wife had to go to the emergency room. Long story short, the nurse that we had, and she's she's fine. Everything's fine. But uh, uh, the nurse that we had uh, said she had one and she was telling me what she used it for. And she said, well, I work at this clinic. Um, where we do all of this, this volunteer work with nuns and I have these people coming in all the time. And, um, this was kind of her side thing. And she said, I, it's my virtual assistant. Like it tells me when my next appointment is coming and when I need to wrap up with this patient. And I, and I thought, man, that's really interesting. I never thought of that. Wonder if I can get that to work like that for me. So since I've been hacking on getting the appointments or the things that I want to make sure that I do and get scheduled, through my day. Like when we started this interview, you and I, I said, okay, this, how, when do we need to be out? Because, uh, I, you know, I have a tendency to go along with these things and I just want to make sure we're cool and I would respect your time. Um, but I would have it set up to say, here's my next thing. And it would just hit me on the wrist. It would just kind of, you know, kind of, it's like a little shock kind of right to say, okay, time to move to the next thing. Um, are you, have you found anything? Are you using it for anything like that? And any any hacking? Um, I, I would say I don't know that I'm necessarily hacking anything when it comes to it. I mean, yeah. what it is doing is is I have I have a, a way. I, what I've chosen for me, it's all about attention. So with that, I will use it as like a reminder for what's next. I will have it. You know, I, I will have. I especially love the fact that I can get like a text there from my wife and see what it is, know if I need to reply Mm. and be able to give her a read receipt 
or red receipt. I don't know. Anyway, and then uh, hit hit re- hit the reply button and just tap a yes or a no. Right. And then switch, you know, and without even breaking a sweat, like I'm still doing what I was I was doing, but I didn't let that having to pick my phone up, swipe it open see what it was she said, then start to just type a response because the watch saved me from that. So do you think, and I'm just curious because of the, the Apple watch, people have asked me about it and I said, I do like it, but it's not like, it's not like the phone. Like, it's not like I have to have this. And so people would ask me, what what do you think? Do you like, you know, it's, well, I mean, I like it, but you don't have to have one. What, I mean, where are you on that level? And do you think, I mean, where do you think they're going? Do you think they get better or what do they need to do to get better? Well, uh, speed is probably the biggest piece. I think, I think there's some, some sluggishness here and there, but again, when it comes to that, I've just decided that's not necessarily what I need it for. It's more for quick responses, things like that. Um, Quick, quick, quick pieces of information. I, I, I see it as a satellite to my phone. Mm. So it's, it's not a necessity. The watch is not a necessity at all. Um, the phone kind of is, yeah. unfortunately, we're at that point. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I like I like it and I wouldn't necessarily jump to upgrade it when the new one eventually comes out my phone however i would yes. <laughs> because it's been almost two years and yeah. there's definitely some places there where i'm like okay you've got to get faster on this this or this mm-hmm. on my phone so now i totally agree that's the i feel the the exact same way unless they had come out with i don't know what the new version would be but unless there's something that's just absolutely blows you out of the water have to have that kind of thing i'm with you i don't i don't see myself you know, feeling the need to like jump in and, and, and upgrade, which I think is kind of interesting because most of the stuff, are you like an Apple guy through and through? In terms of the tools I use? Yes, but I'm not an, I'm not, I'm not drinking Kool-Aid if that's right. what you're asking. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely. And it took me a while to like kind of make the switch. I mean, I had uh, a Blackberry forever and finally switched over and I was like, Man, it's like everything on the on the iPhone. I was like, man, it's like every app was made specifically for this phone. That's kind of what sold me. And and I just never thought, like I I was always on for email and things like that with the BlackBerry. I thought there's no I not there's no way I'm gonna like typing on this iPhone, you know, with no keyboard. And it's funny how that 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 transition, you know, how it's how it's made. But I I. Uh, I uh, I gotta say that the uh, the phone for for sure uh, I've seen and we, but we've seen like lately I mean there's been some problems the phones aren't selling as good as as what they what they have Apple's there's kind of some rumblings lately so it's gonna be interesting to see uh, I, I'm not worried about it I mean for them to suddenly not make as much a certain quarter when they've had consistent quarter over quarter like yeah. I mean, they 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 have no lack of money at this point, so I am not worried about it. There's a saturation point here, so yeah, yeah. It does seem like either everybody's uh, iPhone or they're on like a Samsung or or something like that. Um, it really it really is interesting, uh, Eric, to talk to you about productivity and to to listen to the podcast. Obviously, the show is called Beyond the To Do List, and um, 
I always walk away with something new that, you know, if it's not a new uh, tool or or hack at doing things better, making my life a little better, um, at least I walk away with, you know, a different ideal or a different way perspective of looking at things. And that's what I really enjoy about your show. Well, thank you. I, I am glad to hear that. I think uh, I think many many others. If you haven't already discovered the show, uh, I think you'll you'll feel the same way. If you have, then you I know you do because it it really is. Um, like I said, it's one of my go to, and uh, I appreciate your time today. Productivity, I think, in 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 what I'm trying to do with what we're doing with on purpose. You know, this move, this thought of doing things for, you know, for a reason with intentionality. And I really think that productivity is kind of the the fuel that gets you there. Oh, yeah, totally. It's also the path and the methodology and a bunch of other things, too. (laughs) Well, I appreciate your time today, man. It was uh, great having a conversation with you. Is there any way... um, Or or anything that you want to make sure that we mention and and obviously want to want to know where to find you online well obviously the big no just check out the show i mean you'll if, to have further conversation about this topic uh it's at beyond the to-do list.com and you can find me there i appreciate it man well thank you very much you're welcome thanks for having me it's another great episode in the books thanks to eric fisher and of course a big huge thank you to everyone who's ever come on this show and everyone who listens because this is a community we're building this together on purpose next week i think you're gonna love it special guest we have someone really big lined up for you is there someone that you'd love to hear on purpose is there somebody that you'd love for us to sit down with and just have this open straight up conversation talk about turning pain into purpose tragedy into triumph talk about the things that make the wheels turn and uh, put you in the motion. I'm all about helping you build your dream. I'm all about helping you take a step out in faith and do the thing that is inside of you, that dream that you've got planted. I'd love to help you water it and grow it to reality. By the way, you can get on our VIP all-access newsletter. It's super simple and it's free. Go to justinbarclay.com slash all access or you can just click on the sign up button there on the blog at justinbarclay.com text the number 44222 the number 44222 my name justin and we'll ask you for your email you just simply shoot that back and you're in automatically literally dozens of ways that you can learn how to create more freedom in your life all about it love to help you That's it for this edition. Until next time, I'm wishing you the best. I want to say cheers to you and your life on purpose.